Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Snubber Knocker Scoop. Give you the weekly update in the world of WWE with Raw, SmackDown and NXT. You're hearing myself, Ash, and I am alongside my... I am the Devon, and then I've got my Spike to Devon, James. How was that? That wasn't nah. that smooth, was it? Nah. <laughs> Spike is such an irrelevant character, but thanks, thanks, for, that. <laughs> thanks for that all the same. Oh, that's where your offence comes from, that you was likened to Spike. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's probably the most comparison. I mean, it's, it's pretty accurate, though, I'll be honest. It's ac- oh, yeah, it's fairly accurate, but... In terms of a tag team, I don't think Spike ever actually. <laughs> like, He's I got thought, annihilated. I swear though, he was like a cruiserweight champion. I feel like he would have been a cruiserweight. champion. Cruiserweight? No, I don't think. Yeah, he was European. Or did he hold the hardcore? No, he was. He was hardcore. Yeah, he was hardcore. Twenty-four-seven well. hardcore back in the day. Yeah, mm. see, like I'm something. See, that's something. That's a bit of gold. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? But yeah, um, how, how you doing? You alright? Yeah, how's your week been since uh, Stream Wars with you? Literally, since that day, I've been yeah. like proper, like foggy. Like you were saying just before we come on, like how you've been a bit ill. And I'm yeah, yeah. Like, I've got this again. Yeah, we're getting a bit groggy and a bit simultaneously like bleh. Um, mm. I mean, I'd, you say you don't know how it come on, but I definitely think someone sneezed in my face the other day. I can remember it pretty well. Bloody um, hell. I know, and I was like, at the time, I'm like, I'm going to get ill, aren't I? And, I? and now here I am. So, um, yeah. yeah, see how yeah. long this lasts. But I, you know when you can only kind of, you can hear yourself in your own head? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like you're wait, it's, like, it's like you're waiting for your ears to pop or something. And yeah. like, yeah. clean out your sinuses, and it's like, bleh. it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit grim. I try and steam it out, so I'll, get, I'll put some hot water in a bowl with Vicks and then I'll put my head in the bowl and then put like a, a towel or something over You're it and then just steam it out. That I've tends to work, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I've, I've heard. I've, I've done it like when I'm like really ill. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I've just got the sniff so I've, I've not bothered because it's yeah, just yeah. like I'm alright everywhere else. But, I was going to say, I just uh, paracetamol that shit out of there. Thing is though, I'm on so many like fucking pain medication that I don't think these paracetamol over the counter things actually do anything. It's all like placebo. Oh so yeah. Shit, shit. Well, well, I hope uh, the one little bit of light in your gloomy week has been Raw and Smackdown because we're going to be discussing that. I've actually watched um, quite a bit of wrestling this week. Actually, yeah. Like two hundred five and NXT. This wow. Week. And um, oh. randomly, the Andre the Giant. Um, HBO special. It's like a have you only just got, have you only just started watching that? Well, it was only a one-off. It was like an hour and a half. I watched. Yeah, it. but it was like at the start of the probably even last year, right? Yeah, yeah. I just haven't seen it. It's not on the network or anything. It was HBO. No, it's not. No, yeah, no. But it was yeah, on. Yeah. It was on Sky. You could yeah, have got Sky. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't really watch a lot of TV. Like. Oh right. Okay. TV channels essentially, so I can remember um, when it first came out, and um, yeah, it was like it's the first time I've seen like Vince close to tears. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I I hadn't seen it before, so that was quite interesting. Yeah, so, I liked it. I but yeah, I've watched everything else. I'm I'm like up to date. I still want. I still haven't seen the 24s yet, so I still want to see um, Alexa yeah, Bliss and Becky. 
Yeah, they're good. The 365 ones are good as well. Batista's um, one's come out now as well. Uh, that's a that's a 24, isn't it? Oh, that's a 24, yeah. I think 365 was um, uh, it was AJ Styles the first one. Um, was the second one was what was Bliss? Was she a 24? Was she, she was a 24. I'm sure she was a 24. That's what like... this is the reason why I remember. It's 24 was Becky. Bliss. I feel like the Bliss. And now the latest one was. I may be oh, wrong, but I thought it was. KO, KO did a 365 one as well. Yeah, they I can't were, remember. They're worth going back to watch. If you like documentary wrestling. What's the difference between 24 and 365? Um, so 365, they just kind of followed them day by day um, over the course of a year, essentially. Whereas 24 is a little bit more backlog into their original story and stuff like that. So, oh, okay. But yeah, the 365 ones like, are quite interesting. Oh, 365 probably would be cool. Yeah, I would like to see KO. I love KO. Yeah. But yeah. Right, well, Anything. let's go back to present day. So, Raw, quite uh, a few things happened. One significant thing we want to talk about. And uh, with the regular Slumberdocker Scoop episodes, we don't do things in chronological order. We'll just pick out what we like. Well, I don't even have to have subject titles imagine that crazy is it uh i just wanna go with uh the three or four main things that i've seen head on and uh discuss that and the first one is with finn uh, having a battle with samoa joe uh to which um finn loses by uh joe uh finn doesn't take that well um, and beats him in the ring till Joe disappears. And then, during some celebrations, darkness appears and Bray finally makes his first appearance on Raw attacking Finn. So, uh, who wants to tackle this first? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I really, 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 really liked it. I thought it was so, so good. Um, yeah. I thought it was kind of perfect, actually. I couldn't improve upon it at all. I thought that's how good it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying, you know, um, at the same time as entertaining. I think they got the lighting right on it. And where Balor's music as well at the beginning started to kind of like weasel out a bit and fizzle out, that was quite cool. Because normally it's just kind of like, say like when The Undertaker returns, it's just like it's dark and then you hear gong. Whereas with this, yeah. it had that more creepy feel to it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I really, really, really liked it. I think I think going forward, I would love to see Bray wrestle in the mask full-time. Um, you know, like a Kane would, for example. I yeah. think that can only be, can only be good. Uh, yeah, I really, really, really liked it. Um, I think now, obviously, it's going to lead on to SummerSlam. And hopefully it'll be The Fiend versus The Demon, which will be cool. Uh, a match we never got at TLC, which we spoke about. Um, last I mean, we week. got it two years ago, then, didn't we? Um, you, no, I mean, we, it wasn't the same. It wasn't The Fiend, but it was Demon versus Bray. No, no, we didn't get it because it was um, Bray, Bray was on uh, Bray was unwell, so we ended up getting Finn versus AJ. Do you remember? They did. Oh, like a, shit! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did a last-minute change, so. Um, we haven't yeah, actually it was supposed seen. to be, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. And there's rumours as well that Finn is going to go away for a little while after SummerSlam, by all accounts. So, 
Um, I think this will be a nice one for Finn to kind of go out on if he's going to take a little bit of a breather. Hopefully he doesn't take a breather. I mean, like, I'd like to see him about um, regularly, but then it might be an opportunity to kind of like repackage him and bring him back into like a bigger bigger role when he comes back. But um, I think they've chose the right person to put Bray against to start with, you know, like a another kind of mythological, uh, paranormal type character, you know, that Bray, the fiend, is too. So, yeah, no, I liked it start start to finish. I thought it was great. Um, so at the start, while I was watching this, and Joe wins, like, in minutes as well, I was like, what the... F-? To, to Finn, in minutes. And then gets his ass kicked. And, uh, and he... And then... So now Finn's celebrating. I'm like, well, nobody goes over. So I had no what, what what the hell was that all about? But then once the darkness came, I was like, okay, fine. Probably something is happening. And uh, I loved every second of it. Um, yeah, I agree. Sentiments, I think it was perfect. It was the best thing to have happened on Raw, and I don't think anything could have improved. It wasn't too long or too short. The timing was just spot on. Um, and I saw this. On social Twitter, I actually saw this on social uh, social media and Twitter, um, and I think it's true as well. So the screams that you heard when Bray comes out appears to be the same screams that Orton's wife gave when Triple H came breaking down Orton's door with a sledgehammer. Oh, I didn't so know anything about there's that. A vi- <laughs> there's a video. There's a vid- There's an actual video of that when when. When Triple H comes to Orton's house, and when Bray Wyatt comes recently on Raw, and they play it side by side, and it's dude, it's exactly the same. The only thing is, is that it seems to have been like um, slowed down a bit, so it's like I like they're saving sound bites, or it could be a coincidence. But if it is, then it's a hell of a coincidence. But I just find it funny. They must uh, have their own soundboard or something with certain stuff on it. You know, mm. it's like that. Uh, that's kind of happened before. Like it's a little different, but um, I remember watching some Summer Slams back like this time last year, and like the opening to one of them. I think it was like Summer Slam 2002 or three was yeah. basically Akira Tozawa's music. Now, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. So they do recycle yeah. stuff like that all they the time. Do, yeah. So yeah. although I'm a, although I didn't know that had happened, that was quite you know not surprised to hear that had happened also. So, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, yeah, it seems um, it seems like the right time to schedule Demon Finn versus uh, Fiend, um, and from the reports uh, in the room, Finn has requested time off after SummerSlam. Um, so this looks like um, a way, almost guaranteed, although nothing is guaranteed, that this will put the Fiend over because he will beat Demon Finn and Finn's going to take time off. Um, and that should really then begin the uh, oil and the cogworks for a feud with Taker. Um, Why, Wyatt needs to, to have go- a final, a final showdown at WrestleMania where Wyatt wins and then Taker retires once and for all, like handing over, you know, like the crown of darkness to the Fiend. Yeah. I think personally that would be the perfect like ending type of thing. I don't know what you think, but yeah, I think this would be great. Wyatt, Wyatt just needs to go on a winning streak. 
you know, like they dropped the ball with him too many times, and like yeah. for, this, for this guy to keep being so creative. I mean, it was champion at once though. Yeah, but what to lose it at Mania? Yeah, you know, yeah. like he he won it at um he won it at Elimination Chamber, and then yeah. lost it at Mania. So like he's he's title yeah, reign no, so insignificant just for the sake of putting Randy Orton over. Like that was one of the most criminal booking procedures I've ever seen. I was like, why the hell did Randy Orton need to? Go yeah, over? but you just hate Orton. <laughs> no, it's not not even the case, though, is it? Really? Like, all right, I don't like to <laughs> hold my hand and say I don't like Orton. But that particular scenario, why did it make sense for Orton to... Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. You know, I agree. it made no yeah. sense whatsoever. Even Orton fans were saying to me, I can't believe he won. <coughs> yeah. So, yeah. Bray needs to go on a winning streak and actually, like, be a top, top, you know, character. And to be honest... I wouldn't oppose it. You don't need to be champion to be, like, a top character. When you think about how many title reigns, say... John Cena has compared to The Undertaker has, compared yeah. to how long Undertaker was in it, compared to how long John Cena was in it. You know, Undertaker can get by with different characters and different stories, you know? Um, yeah. It doesn't need to be centralised around a title. So I think um, Wyatt needs that as well. But the only way that's going to happen is, like, wins and losses matter, and this character can't lose for for a while. Like I say, I hope I hope he wrestles with the mask on as well because it just looks that much more intimidating and scary. Um, he does. He looks really I terrifying. Costume, I thought the whole costume was great, actually. Like the leather jacket yeah. with the gloves, leather gloves as well. I thought it was just so cool. And the lighting as well. The lighting was perfect because um, it was flickery. And then like he had the move. He had him. He had Balor in the move. Did the move like in full lighting and then it went back to flickery, which I thought yeah. was, um, I just feel was really good staging. So, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. 10 out of 10. Yeah. <clears throat> um, women's fatal four-way to determine the next challenger to uh, Becky's uh, Raw Women's Championship. Uh, I'll start with this one. So, for, so before this match... Uh, did you did you hear Renee call Corey a dick for call, for Corey calling her Brian? Did you did you spot that at all? I didn't. I heard I heard her talk. I heard like a euphemism about a small package like later on in the. Oh, day. that was a maverick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was. But he was like, yeah. he's the But like he was like, yeah, you know, all respect to all all respect to Naomi. You know, she's really great. But you know, uh, I think she's you know she she needs to step up her game or whatnot. She's like, you know, uh, and then like <laughs> Renee's like, yeah, but he is really great. All she needs to do is just go in there. And then Corey's like, I literally said that twelve seconds ago. Oh no, I did hear that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah goes, where I he literally lives. just said that twelve, yeah, yeah, 12 yeah. seconds ago. And goes, yeah, well, I'm a... just saying it again. And like, yeah, all right, Brian. And she's like, <laughs> you dick. Yeah, it was as, <laughs> as, uh, as she was making her entrance, wasn't it? Uh, that was when yeah. he said it. Uh, yeah, I did, uh, I did remember him saying it. Yeah, I'd literally just said that. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm sure Michael Cole said that Corey was salty because Carmella was eliminated as well. <laughs> that yeah, was funny. Yeah, yeah we well, are salty because Carmella's eliminated. <laughs> They're public now as well, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, on the old Instagram. Um, yeah, I was gutted yeah. how um, Carmella was eliminated, actually. I've got that written down as a side note because the match went so long. Well, okay, so I'm going to start now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go so for, for me, <clears throat> this match was far too long. 
Um, which isn't usually a bad thing because we've always been saying, look how they're just pissing on women's matches and it's just two, three, min- five minutes maximum. But now they've gone the other extreme and it's not even made sense for it to go this long. So, one, it wasn't a pay-per-view. So having a 20-minute-plus p- match on Raw was necessary. Two, having a 20-minute-plus match with four people, uh, two, who've hardly had any TV time at all, or have, and two, who have been constantly losing, isn't clever. And three, the match, it just became boring to me. It, it just became like headlocks galore. There were six headlocks in a span of five minutes. Um, I can enjoy a head. Yeah, but I mean, person, just in general, uh, the women's wrestling has been but like garbage since WrestleMania. Um, so, and that's that's not on the women's superstars. That's just on creative. Um, so there was no surprise that the crowd didn't care. Um, like there was no Liv Morgan on there, no tag defense. So, just to say about the crowd, quick. There's a difference. Uh, I'm going to get to the crowd because I I don't condone what they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, um, so so that's one thing. The booking. Why did they need a SmackDown wrestler to be a a contender in the match? Why didn't they put Sarah Morgan in there or or Dana Brooke? No idea. Uh, But yeah, the match was just all over the place and it went far too long. However, I don't condone uh, the this is awful chance. Um, uh, let's see, she actually hit back out on social media saying essentially like cheering or boo, we don't have a fine with you. Like you have the right to boo and boo is part of the spectacle, right? But being rude isn't. And it was just, it was just a dick move from, from the crowd. And I understand the point. Um, it was actually very clever of Nikki to pick that up as well. When she saw that, she was like, you better cheer for Alexa. You know, to make it look like the crowd was naturally cheering, uh, you know, like jeering the heel, except for just hating the match in general. I thought that was pretty clever. Um, the result, generally, I like the result. It was the obvious choice, as uh, SummerSlam's going to be in Canada. Uh, I also have a slight feeling that Natty probably will win, because she's... Like, kind of near the end, really, isn't she? Well, not near the end, but you know what I mean. Like, I think there's only so far she can go. Um, so I was like, one last hurrah. She probably, they probably may just give it to her in her home country. And Becky will have plenty more opportunities anyway. But, I mean, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself on what's going to happen in SummerSlam. But, yeah, um, I mean, those are my thoughts in general. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm all I'm fully behind um, Alexa's comments uh, on the socials about the crowd because there is a difference between the crowd being like, um, you know, bored and also being rude, which is yeah. what they were being. And we've discussed this before, like where yeah. they're just disrespectful for the sake of being disrespectful. <coughs> and um, yeah, I mean, it was it was booked too long. Um, like I say, I think. For me, Carmella was eliminated too early, especially as I picked her to win. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh no. But then when she got eliminated, I kind of thought that it was um, it was going to go a lot quicker because I thought, yeah, okay, exactly. Like, why eliminate it that quick? <laughs> yeah, and I thought, oh, they could have held <laughs> up a better fifteen match more minutes. That. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was a well quick elimination. Um, 
I personally don't think Natty was the right choice because okay. for me, um, Natty versus Becky isn't SummerSlam. It doesn't scream big pay-per-view for me. I feel like they got that wrong. Uh, but again, I was like anyone really but Alexa. And I do like yeah. Alexa, but I was like, she can't have another title. Like, she can't yeah. just keep getting fed title matches. I think in, in terms of the best match, I think it would have been Naomi, which would have been a better pick because she's like athletic and stuff and just yeah. more entertaining to watch. Um, whereas, uh, all right, I get the whole hometown thing, but um, Natty's not even part from that part of Canada, is she? she she's from like, a different town or a different city and it's like yeah but oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's in Canada though isn't it it's in Canada no but it's I like me saying oh you know it's like us being like oh yeah we're from we're going to win the title in Manchester but we, we couldn't give a shit about Manchester that, do you know what I mean yeah but, yeah, but that's, that's how it works in WWE when it's going international they don't give a toss where you're from no, no, as yeah. long as you're in that country then it's all it's all game like when and this shouldn't matter because it's in a it's a non issue, but just as an example, when uh, when they did was it Super Showdown and Mansoor won, yeah. right? Yeah. Like oh, but he's not in that part of Saudi. Who gives a shit? No one cares about the different parts of Saudi. Uh, there is Saudi Arabia and he's in Arabia, so that's why. I guess so. Yeah. It's just I think just because it's like North America and it's like Canada's second biggest. Um, their second biggest market and then we're probably the third you know so I was like yeah. in that in that sense it just seems like a bit lazy that they've put like oh yeah let's put a Canadian in the title match you know like it just seems yeah. a bit a bit sad to me because that's the only reason why she's getting the title shot you know yeah. so um, I mean yeah you were guessing ahead I mean I, I don't think Becky will lose because if she has no belts like by the next big pay-per-view after WrestleMania, you've you've not done something right there. You know, you can't just have you can't just have her beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Be like a legitimate like badass, basically. Yeah, but she... and then and then lose by the next pay-per-view. It's just ridiculous, as far as I'm concerned. Like the next. But she hasn't lost by the next pay-per-view. She's had it well, no, considerably a lot of pay-per-views. Already, well, she's... no, but I'm saying like the next big. Because a lot of a lot of casual fans, oh right, yeah, yeah, they'll be like, oh, summertime, summertime. Summer yeah. and yeah, the yeah. first thing the first thing they'll see is they go, oh, Becky's only got one belt after closing out Mania, and then if she loses that yeah. belt on SmackDown, they'll be like, oh, on SummerSlam, they'll be like, what the fuck was that, you know? So I think yeah. Becky needs to win it and like hold the belt for like, I would have her hold it until next Mania, to be honest, just to keep that legitimacy. So that's my yeah, opinion. but then what's what what what's the where would where would the investment be in the match? Then? Where would the what? Because you still want to where would the investment be? Because you would still want her to win, and to yeah. lose it at WrestleMania would just be bollocks. And like then, so, they'll be like, well, well, she's always winning, so who cares? There's no investment in the match. No, but you can say that about anything in context. You could say that about the Undertaker going into a WrestleMania match, you know, realistically, he's not going to lose, you know? So it was like... Well, he has done. Well, yeah, he did eventually, but you'd say for all those years, you'd be like, where's it? especially when he was fighting like Shawn Michaels back-to-back, you'd be like, yeah. why would you lose this one? You know, he wouldn't, so what's the investment, you know? So I do, I do think, um, you know, she can hold herself as a champion. A lot of people are saying the kind of wheels have come off of her a little bit, 
and the momentum has kind of faded away. But as a fan of women's wrestling, a little bit, I think she's. Still I, I, I like. I do I love like, Becky. I do like seeing her compared to seeing a lot of the rest of the roster, you know. So yes, yeah, so do I. You so know, I. so that's what I would say about it. She's still like in a different bracket above those four that were competing. Yeah, she's elite. She's elite. To face her, you know what I mean. So yeah. you know, I, that's just what I would say on it personally. But yeah, the match was a little long itself. Um, well, I, it did it did bore me in places, and I like I like women's wrestling. I thought it was mostly good, but it did. It did drag a little, you know. But yeah, yeah that's that's my take on it anyway. So. Cool. Right. Uh, so the ten man battle royal. So um, it was announced actually before Raw uh, earlier in the day that there'll be a ten man battle royal that would take place to have a. Uh, a, uh, a, a shot for the championship uh, at SummerSlam when we mentioned the 10 people. Um, and I predicted that one of them would be Seth Rollins. Um, here we are. Um, so do you want to start with this one? Because I'll start with the last one. So you can start with this one with your thoughts. Um, okay. So I didn't. it didn't seem like there was much time into it like I was kind of watching it back on TV and I was like okay there's not a whole lot of time left I didn't realize it was over the top rope until it started I thought it was gonna I didn't know what it was um I was like oh okay it's over the top rope so that's how it's gonna be quite quick but that was probably just a personal thing everyone else probably knew that that it was gonna be a top rope thing um I was literally just watching it thinking to myself anyone but Orton because that's how I feel about him um Cesaro like just went on a blitz and then got himself eliminated. It was it was really quick, really. It was too quick to cut for anyone to kind of really stand out. Um, but with basically all, for me, all it was was like a way around them giving the automatic rematch back to Seth because they're not doing automatic rematches anymore. And they were like, okay, so we're doing re- we're doing Seth versus Brock at SummerSlam, but how do we get to it? So we need to do something. You know, yeah, yeah. that isn't going to necessarily ruin anyone else's momentum um, for Seth to get to get there, you know. Um, I'm happy with Seth being the, what, the chosen one, providing Seth wins at SummerSlam because, like I say, that whole crowd, the, the way the crowd were at WrestleMania and the way, the way that it all went down, it was such a moment for us. You know, if um, if Brock retains at some it's literally going to be like see you in four months you know so I need Seth yeah. to win again to legitimise the title again you know and um, get it back to regular because although it is still kind of regular because Brock Brock will be around between now and SummerSlam so it is somewhat semi-regular still but we need some sort of shenanigans going down that Brock will lose um, to Seth so yeah, I, I mean, I, I've heard mixed reviews because people were saying about Seth saying like, oh, um, people moan. He's about had his Roman. chance. Yeah, people moan about Roman Reigns, la 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 la, but Seth's been exactly the same. And I'm like, yeah, but Seth... Well, it's not the same though, is it? It's I not the same. So, no, it isn't the same at all for me. It, it just isn't. I think Seth's like, the, you know, personally, whereas Roman's just kind of been Whereas with Seth, Seth, like the people are actually behind him and want him there, but um, 
I guess we'll see how that goes because the whole girlfriend thing is getting a little bit taxing. But yeah, hopefully, yeah. you know, they don't mention that much anymore. But yeah, what do you think? Well, Michael Cole has had a few to do with it. Michael Cole is what you were just saying about that when Renee and Corey. <laughs> Michael Cole just in the middle. Just, it's like, it just looks weird to me. It doesn't, like, you know when they're facing the camera um, and, like, they're just doing a rundown or something? At that bit where you had that joke, you've got Corey and Renee, like, laughing as if they're, like, a couple of kids. And then Michael Cole's standing in the middle as, like, an old man that doesn't get the joke. And I I just think, like... Yeah, yeah, that's why. He's getting a bit too old He's lost it. He's lost it. I don't don't think he's lost it. I mean... I think he's lost it. I think he just... You know, he loves he loves these lines, doesn't he? Like when someone's walking out, like, here comes the big dog, or here comes the king slayer, or the beast slayer, you know? He's he, he's good at that, I guess. But I find him a bit irritating nowadays. So, absolutely right in regards to the tone of the match. And I think that kind of started really at the beginning when they gave everyone, like, 20, 20 seconds of entrance music. <laughs> Something was coming halfway down the ramp and then burn it down to start so it's like what what's going on <laughs> because they had to get everyone out as quick as possible because well, like doing the full entrance for... of 10 people is just going to be ridiculous <laughs> yeah. so um, that was pretty funny uh, I actually enjoyed the match uh, because Battle Royals can go either way really uh, and it went good in my opinion um, Orton wrestled well uh, I like how Reigns turned him around like, what are you doing in Orton just Boom, I RKO'd him. I thought that was funny. I actually, like, genuinely laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, I said um, that Seth would be one of the ones who faces a chance of winning. And I was right. And I'm not mad. In my eyes, Brock shouldn't have won the title in the first place. Well, he shouldn't have even got money in the bank. But here we are. So, if it goes back to how it was before, and Seth potentially winning the title back again to start off other feuds and storylines, then I'm game. I'm fine. So, uh, yeah, same sentiments, really. Um, if, if Seth winning, if it means that he's going to win at SummerSlam, I'm all for it. If it doesn't, then it's just a load of shit and it just, it's just a troll. You're just trolling us. Just pisses us off another notch, doesn't it? Irritate. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I feel the same, really. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something when you said it. I think I predicted like Strowman or one of the bigger guys. I think I might have predicted Lashley maybe as well. I think that's what I would have liked to have seen, like just a little bit of a, a revamp, personally. But I'm okay with stuff like anyone but Orton. Oh, this is what I was saying. Yeah, so Orton was in the last two. And I was like, I shut myself at one point when Orton slivered back in. I was like, don't you fucking dare. You know, anyone but Orton. I don't even care. Like, I would rather have, like, Big Show return than see Orton, personally. Can't stand the bloke. (laughs) I can't, honestly. I just don't find him fun or interesting at all, you know. Well, you got to love the OK there, don't you? Even though it's a glorified stunner. It's a good move. Just... Like, it is a good move. I mean, DDP always did it better. The old uh, diamond car. Um, yeah. I like. I do like where it comes out of nowhere. Like, and and like, 
Yeah. You know, I think the best one he ever did was like to Evan Bourne, who was doing like a shooting star press and he caught him. That was pretty good. And the one at Mania 31, where he flicks Seth up when he was going for the curb stomp and then he catches him. That one was pretty good. But other than that, I can't really tell you a whole lot of interesting stuff that Orton's done. Personally, yeah. I just don't find him. Just don't find him very good at all. Like, no, I just don't find him interesting. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so uh, Ricochet going in a t- two out of three <laughs> falls match, um, and then getting attacked. So who was he with? He was he was team. He teamed up with the Usos, right? Versus. Uh, uh, Revival. First um, Revival and... Robert Perude. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then he gets attacked afterwards by uh, AJ. Uh, first of all, if the first fall is going to be that damn fast, what the frigging point is a two out of three falls match? It, why, uh, why don't they just schedule the break after the match then? If you're just going to get um, over and done with well, we've been discussing this for a while now. It just makes. I know, and I'm like, I don't. It's not, I sound like a broken record, but it, seriously, it winds me up. Uh, anyway, Ricochet getting attacked. The the match was a bit meh, personally. I doesn't. It didn't really wow me. Uh, but Ricochet getting attacked. The reason why I want to mention that is in a strange way, it gave me hope because when I saw Ricochet in this match, it seemed like booking of someone. You know what they don't know what to do for people that they have no plan for, basically. Yeah. So <clears throat> AJ wins when he didn't need to win, except for probably my theory of just getting you to hate AJ more. Um, and now they're like, okay, well, what do we do, with Ricochet? Oh, let's just mix him, you know, put him into six-man tag or whatever. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, fuck's sake, is is this what they're going to do with him now? Is he actually going to start from square one? Uh, but then seeing AJ come back to attack him, uh, it gives me hope that this feud is still alive and well, and maybe, you know, we claim of the title by, by Ricochet at SummerSlam, maybe in the, maybe in the cards. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the only benefit that I took from that particular match. Yeah, I was, I was the same as you. When, um, when Ricochet was teaming up with them, I thought like, oh no, he's doing something new. Like they're keeping him away like from the title now. Like I thought... That's what I thought initially when, like, it, it was the first match, wasn't it? It was the first match on the it show. It was the first match. And I was like, oh, no, like, initially. Um, but then, yeah, when it all kind of broke down, I thought, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, what I just want to say quick was um, <laughs> Robert Roode. I just want to give him a quick shout. Because <laughs> I feel like he was only picked to the team with a revival because he somewhat looks a bit like them. <laughs> and I thought, like, that's literally, like, the only reason why he was picked. <laughs> That's really sad, yeah. but I was like, Robert Roode doesn't look out of place with those two, does he? You can see them two, like, or them three hanging out like, right. together. Yeah, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was that. Um, I can't remember if this was at this point or if it was later on in the show, but when Ricochet, the, the cell he does for the Phenomenal Forearm, where he actually, like, yeah. flips, it just made yeah. it look like a million dollars, you know? It looks so good. And I didn't even think it was possible. I was like, I was actually sitting in my chair at home and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that was my actual reaction to it because <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. And it, it didn't look like Styles knew where to land either because when he landed, he kind of didn't know where Ricochet was because he kind of already flipped back on himself. So, um, 
but that was really cool to see. Again, it looked like a um, something out of a superhero movie, you know? It, um, yeah, it looked really good. I liked it. But yeah, I'm glad this is going on still. Um, it might be a case of they hot potato the US title for a little while, you know, say beats him yeah. at SummerSlam, gets a pop at SummerSlam, but then loses it at the next one again. You know, it keeps them flowing until they do something extra, you know, because I'm still hoping that, you know, we might get the club versus Undisputed Era or something, you know. Um, I've actually got a theory about this as well. So whilst awesome. we're on the topic of the club, well, everyone seems to be saying like, oh, yeah, like Survivor Series because it's team versus team. What about War Games instead? Why do Undisputed Era have to come up to the main roster? Why can't the club go down to NXT and face them in War Games? How much funner would that be? Yeah. Yeah, no, you, that's a genuine point, actually. You heard that here first, guys. I mean, if that ever happens, because I feel like Triple H and Shawn Michaels and whoever else is running NXT will just book that shit so much better. And it would be better on an NXT than it would be on a um, on a main show. Uh, I just think that would be the way to go. And um, War Games is at the same weekend as Survivor Series anyway, right? Yeah. As far as I know, um, which is november time. As far as I know. But, um, yeah, we'll get to NXT a little bit later anyway. So, Anything you've got extra for Raw? Got any notes? So, Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. Um, I like the little promo uh, at the beginning. But uh, I thought it was a good match. I liked it. Um, you know, some people <coughs> I saw on social media were like, oh, why is Drew fighting Cedric? Like, What's the point? Why is he fighting a nobody? I'm like, guys, fucking look at the bigger picture, man. I'm just happy to see Drew without Shane for once. Um, yeah. And also, it's good on the other side for Cedric to get some airtime. You know, yeah. all in all, it was positive. Like, there was no, there was no, like, negative from this whatsoever. It just shows that you just can't please some people some days. One day, they're like, give wrestlers a push. And then the other day, they're like, oh, why, are they throwing, why is Drew fighting a nobody? Um, yeah, so there was no harm from this match whatsoever. I thought it was harmless fun. Um, I liked the little surprise <laughs> win. Um, uh, you know, this. I mean, I don't know whether it will go anywhere. Um, I'm not investing it much for it to go any deeper. But if they do, then let's see where it goes. But yeah, good for good for both of them doing you know doing something you know out of the ordinary, so to speak. I just. Um just want to pick up on two little things that you said highlight them you just said um harmless fun um and then you said i don't i don't know if it goes any further so um i agree with you in the sense that like it's it's something new and it's a bit fun la 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 but uh drew mcintyre by now should be fucking the top hill in the champ in in a whole company i don't understand why he isn't and um i understand what the marks the twitter universe is saying in the sense of what is what is this? Because we should be seeing Drew McIntyre. He should have been in that Battle Royal. There's no reason why he weren't in that Battle Royal for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he, he, that, Big E in there is... Yeah, bollocks. it makes no sense. Like Drew, Drew's an absolute monster. And I, I, like, I like Cedric as well. I think Cedric's great. I remember watching him in the Cruiserweight Classic and when Triple H come out and put his arm around him and pretty much said, I've signed him. You know, everyone popped, including myself, watching it at home on TV. You know, I was like, yeah, sweet. But um, Drew McIntyre is like, you know, 
He's a, he's a totally different weight class to start with. And he should be up there fighting. He, he should be fighting Lesnar at SummerSlam for the title. You know, legitimate fight. Get it on. You know, I would rather see something like that, personally, from Drew. I just think he's, um, when he came back to NXT, it was like an absolute boss. That's what I want to see out of Drew. I just think he's got that potential, you know. But, yeah, I, get, I do also get what you say in the harmless fun. Yeah, know? I know. Uh, but, you know, there's sometimes... Look, People not, criticize. It can't, be inten- it can't be intense all the way through Raw. I get what you're saying, and Drew does need his push. But having this match with Cedric and Alexander doesn't take any away from Drew, nor does it stop him or have yeah. a blocker from him having anything serious in the future. Do you understand? Yeah, this is a sure. Raw episode, and there will be many but, more, right? Yeah, for so, now it works. So it's like for now it works. Like live in the moment. Stop fucking complaining. Um, uh, and and I complain a lot. So it must mean something when I say, like, look at the bigger picture with things. Yeah. Uh, with Drew, he's away from Shane, so that already is a benefit. And yeah. Cedric is getting a bit more airtime. So yeah, no, I was gonna say like I do agree with all those points. I just think like Drew should be, like, main event. And yeah, he should be. Closing should out be. the shows, you know, where, whether it's with Seth or Brock or whoever. But, I mean, someone like Drew should be winning the Royal Rumble, really. You know? Someone yeah. like that, personally. Yeah. Um, you got any other notes? Uh, the Miz TV segment with Dolph. Um, uh, it seemed a bit pointless to me. I've seen it. It too. did. It seemed a bit pointless. Uh, although the like when Miz called Dolph out about his loss and it was like yeah that was lost that was bad it was Goldberg bad I've, that killed me I literally yeah, roared out that I literally roared out laughing <laughs> I'm like ah this is why he's a comedian because that shit was fucking that killed me yeah that um, me. but again like the whole point of this at like Adolphus whole... Miz at SummerSlam wouldn't you be pumped for that. I've seen it, like, literally, yeah, there was a know, series but... of it, like, not too long ago. Like, literally within the last two years, there was a series of them two where it was, like, careers on the line and all that sort of stuff. And it's just it's just recycling, like, something that is too safe people that they can put on the show that was will highlight, like, the second W in wrestling, you know, like, being wrestling on the show. But I, I just, I, to be honest, by the time SummerSlam comes round anyway, they would have booked the show so heavily that it'll end up on the pre-show, you know? So I don't well, really want to see it again personally. Like, not really that you say, you say you've already seen it, but then we've already seen everything anyway. So uh, well, I, said yeah, a, yeah. I said a... <laughs> Which is what I, I said. I want to see Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar, but I don't get that. I get the re- WrestleMania rematch. I didn't ask exactly. for Exactly. You know, so... Yeah. So I, I'm just putting it into context for everyone. So I sent a tweet to to James, and um, and this is this is the reason why he's saying it is that uh, to, uh, like this that right now as of July 2019 is exactly the same as 2017. So yeah. uh, Brock as Universal Champ, uh, AJ as US Champ, New Day was uh, Tag Team Champions, and Kevin Owens. Having a feud with uh, Shane McMahon and yeah. uh, Finn Balor and Bray as well going at it too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, um, November 2017 or something, isn't it? It, it marries up to, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. So, so the tweet said. But yeah, I just think it's lazy, personally. I feel like they could do better, you know, do something a bit different, you know. 
uh, like as well, people do all this like fantasy booking and all the rest of it, and it's like, do they do they look when they look when they sit down in an office and look at who they've got on their talent and like who they've got as a champion and stuff, you know, it's like we say like about wins and losses matter in like why haven't we seen like maybe something like Drew McIntyre and Samoa Joe for like the top title, you know, that's a match that we haven't seen before that would probably be really good, you know, but I don't know, it's yeah. Wait, waste of time talking about it, really. Yeah, that's far too idealistic, mate. To when we get to Mania and we're seeing, you know, the, the showcase matches, as I always call them, you know, like yeah. on one side you've got a legend and on the other side you've got a current roster guy. You know, WrestleMania 33 was a perfect example of that, where you had, um, apart from the Brock and Goldberg match, which was just sort of like the one-off, you had like Reigns, the new guy, versus Undertaker, and then you had Seth Rollins, the new guy, versus Triple H. You know, yeah. and it was just like I think every match was pretty like that. There was like um, even down to like the tag team, where you had the Hardys come back to win it. You know, they were uh, like. The so old- you mentioned you're mentioning that because you was there as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at, I was yeah. At and I remember like going into the <laughs> pumped about it. No, honestly, like that was I thought like it was going to drop. Like I thought, oh, this is going to be like the worst mania. I wasn't looking forward to it really. I was looking forward to the trip more than because it was in Orlando. I was looking forward to the trip more than the actual show. But then the show yeah. actually delivered, so I couldn't complain too much, you know? So, yeah, yeah. that was... Anyway. Um, Smackdown. I've actually got one last thing for Raw. I mean, I don't okay, know... Go. Sorry, yeah. him, but um, the Luchas being in, like, a somewhat competitive match for once. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, but, they yeah. actually, but they actually showed off their ability, which was quite yeah. nice, rather than all the gimmicks and all the stupid stuff. So I've got two theories on this. One... Only for them is, to lose again. Well, yeah. One is because they need to lose and they need a three-person team to lose. Um, that was my first theory. But my second theory as well. So in um, AEW, they have um, the Lucha Brothers, which are like considered one of the best tag teams in the world, if not the best. I don't know who you want to highlight as the best, but... Um, I also feel like the, the McMahons or whoever have been like, yeah, we've got luchas too, <laughs> you know? And I feel like that was a part of it as well, maybe. Maybe that's just me getting a little bit like, uh, what's the word? Um, a little bit reading into it too much. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I did see a little bit of that as well, just to say, oh, you think you've got the talented luchadors? Yeah, we've got talented luchadors too. So there was that. Uh, that was just literally my last little thing. I don't expect you to have an opinion on it as such, but I thought the Luchas... 24 7 title shenanigans were hilarious, as always. As always, yeah, they are good. And the Booker Maiden and the Mr. and Mrs. 24 7 champions. And it's it's to be discreet so that they know what they're not here. I thought that was hilarious. So, you know, yeah. we were saying about um, Maverick's, <laughs> wife, Ma- yeah. Maverick's wife being yeah. um, a female wrestler. She was in the May Young Classic. Um, yes. I sent you, I sent yeah, you a tweet. That, yeah. That, um, with her in it, I can't remember what her name is off the top of my head, but she was, um, yeah, she was definitely. Oh, Renee Michelle, her name is. Yeah. She was definitely a young classic. So if you're a subscriber of the WWE Network, go back and watch that. So she's obviously just trying to, which I can understand why a lot of them do that sort of thing. They just want to get on the TV, don't they? At some point, they just want to get their face out there. So, well, like we were saying, as an example, you know, Batista being Reverend Devon's sidekick for a while so you know it's what it is yeah 
Um, yeah, great content as always, twenty four seven shenanigans. I'm so glad that we were not bandwagons and that we promoted it from the start. You did. Uh, I'm still waiting for Carmella to become champ though. Maybe yeah, something. Well, maybe. Holy yes. Yes. Smackdown Town Hall. Uh, so it was announced on Smackdown that Shane McMahon would have a town hall where uh, he would address uh, some of the issues that the superstars were facing, or oh, basically a town hall where they would come up and they would address their grievances to Shane, and then Shane would you know, sort it out one way or another. So when this was announced, and I said it to you, uh, I said, look, this is it's going to be another segment where they're going to incorporate social media criticisms and pretend to deal with them. You know, they'll just be trolling us. And I was right. <laughs> um, it was different to what you usually see. I give them that, you know. Oh, OK, a town hall. What's this? You know, uh, a different. But if you're just going to use it as an opportunity to bait us, then I don't really I'm, I'm still not interested. You know, this should have been the perfect opportunity to reset the wild card bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Have yeah. the SmackDown superstars say how they're tired of raw superstars taking up their screen time. And then Shane's like, you know what, actually, that makes sense. And like, enforce stricter rules. And then that would be a great way to solve it. And it wouldn't look, make them look fucking stupid than they already are with this wild card shit. But no, what they did was just come out with just pointless. Uh, lines just to get the crowd over and then the rest of us like no 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 and just uh you know basically having the head up Shane's ass so it was just it was just a waste of time really in my opinion but I, mean, I don't know what so, you thought about it. I, I got a bit like agitated with it pretty much straight away when like he was in the ring and he said right who wants to speak up and no one did and then he was like it was like Vince McMahon all over again where he was like Charlotte Flair and I was like oh fuck off I actually said to the TV like oh fuck off you're seriously going to just promote Charlotte Flair for the sake of promoting Charlotte Flair like alright I get she's back and all the rest of it but I was like she had no reason to speak at all Um, and then like putting her up against Liv or like Liv kind of trying to speak up for herself and then she got shut down so quick I was like oh that's not cool you know I actually felt this, this episode of Raw um, at uh, well, well, SmackDown, like absolutely buried Liv Morgan, gutted for her because I was saying like a few weeks back when I how she should just come back and boss the women's division and be like a contender from the get go, and instead it's kind of she's come back and now has been like oh I've got to rebrand myself and go away again. They've really fucked her up as far as I'm concerned. Not happy about that at all because um, I am such a fan of women's wrestling in general. Fucking fucking hated that. Um, who else spoke? Um, Roman Reigns spoke for no real reason again. <laughs> None uh, of them spoke for any real reason. Come nah, on. That's was what proper, I tell you. It was a waste of time. <laughs> it was proper pointless. Yeah, I was like, it was a waste of time, to be it honest. It was a waste it, of time. It was, just, it was just a load of shit. And that's why yeah. I said, like, it was different. Oh, okay. But if you're not actually going to bring anything to the table, then just fucking save your breath. We're not interested. Yeah, yeah it was a waste of time. But, like, totally, to be honest. So... Um, uh, did that flow, if I've got this right, did that flow into Cesaro versus Alistair Black? Yeah. All right, so I've got a thing about this, right? <laughs> it went to an advert break, and then we saw Alistair Black's entrance, and then we saw Cesaro's entrance. And I was like, 
I swear Cesaro was already out there. <laughs> I was like, why has he gone backstage just to come back out again? That made no sense to me for him to have an entrance. I thought he might. Yeah, well, he asked for he asked for a match. And he goes, yeah, okay, you will get a match. But the match was immediate, and yeah, I was like, the match was immediate. immediate. I was like, why the hell did Cesaro has he gone back to come like, back? He out? went back with the with the rest of the superstars, and then he came back out. Like I don't know. Oh, it was so weird because he was already walking to the ring. He was talking to Shane, and that's why I was like, he was halfway down the ramp, and I was like, why the hell did he go back? I don't know. It was just a moment of confusion, confusion, confusion for me. So yeah, it's very strange. Uh, that rematch of Extreme Rules is basically what it was. Uh, I'm not going to complain about it. It was probably it was one of my favorite matches on the pay per view. So to have it again on SmackDown, great. Uh, yeah, of good. course it was one shade toned down on brutality as compared to the pay per view match, but it's still entertaining nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Now I said that Alistair Black should have won Extreme Rules because that would have made sense. Um, but I would like to have seen Cesaro win this one. At least then the feud would have looked as one-sided and it would have kept it alive a bit, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but for him to lose, like... to, to ask for a rematch just to lose it, I thought, well, come on, fucking do him a bit more better than that, man. It's fucking Cesaro. Yeah, so Even the playing field a bit, you know? Yeah. Um, I did like the finish, though, where like he kicks the, the uh, mouth guard out of his face. Although, yeah, oh, yeah, he's brutal. I felt like when I saw it on the slow motion, I was like, you can clearly see Cesaro spit it out rather than it kind of looked like it was kicked out. But I, I get what they were going for, and that's just me being picky. But I, like, I did like it in general where he you know, kicked the mouth guard out. But yeah, I'm the same as you, where like if this rivalry is going to be taken seriously, it needs to kind of be one and the other, one and the other, to make, to make out like they're even, rather than just be like, oh, Alistair Black's 7 new up. <laughs> you know, because yeah. then it's, yeah, it, it don't wash with the fans at all, does it? So. No. But no. yeah, I like Because yeah. we know who Cesaro is, do you know what I mean? So you can't, yeah, sure. like, bury someone and then think we're just going to be fucking okay with it when we know what they're capable of. Yeah, like, definitely. He, like, the bar is one of the most successful SmackDown tag team champions of all time. Mm. So to, to now get one half of that, just get your line in, like, what is he really... Like being put over on a serious level for a while. I've a giant battle royal WrestleMania third. So you mentioning that is fucking even depressed me even more now because it, look how long ago that was. I did. So for sure. Yeah. Whatever. Right. So um, go back to Liv Morgan because it goes in this order, and we don't usually do it in order, but I'm just really like that. So. Sh- Charlotte versus Liv Morgan. Charlotte is back now um, after spending some time away uh, to be with her boyfriend. Um, she but, is back. But he he's been around, which makes no sense. So like, well, oh, her, I think his mum died or something like that right. um, about three or four weeks ago, and so she was away for two weeks with him. Um, but then he came back two weeks and she came back two weeks but the thing is he was televised and she wasn't she was in like dark matches and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, have, I, I don't actually have a problem with Charlotte being back don't get me wrong because she does put on good matches and I'm not yeah, I'm not yeah. I mean, necessarily like, I get your gripe with Charlotte but to have her like non-existent is just not going to happen so but like, just have to get used 
she she had to be Liv Morgan, didn't she? She just had yeah, of course to. she did. You know, and but I'm she's like, not going to lose against Liv Morgan. And I'm like, why, why the fuck did she have to win for no reason? I was like, just let Liv win on like a roll up or something, you know? Like, um, Liv Morgan's had that same kind of character since NXT, you know? Like, all right, she didn't have like the blue tongue and the pink hair in NXT, but she had like the same dress sense and stuff. And I've always quite liked that about her. Like, she's always stood out in that. <clears throat> Um, yeah. I, the fact that she's like, oh, I'm going to go and be more serious and leave and come back. I'm not sure I like. Uh, obviously, we'll see down the line in a few weeks when she returns back and we'll see what she's going to be like. But it's just another way of like, oh, Charlotte's back, by the way. And she's won again because Charlotte's back. You know, I was like, oh, it's yeah. And just want to say like quickly about the women's matches on SmackDown. So there was three women's yeah. matches this week and like as much as i'm a big advocate for women's wrestling um each match was like two minutes long there's no point having three matches just have one or two you know and give yeah them but time. if you add all those two minutes that's a good 10 minutes there mate yeah but <laughs> <laughs> well no that's not accurate six minutes they got but, uh, <laughs> yeah but really yeah like, hey, man, give it give, give or take two three minutes that's what yeah but the point i'm making is like have, have like a 10 minute match it's yeah, like yeah, it's like they yeah. didn't learn their lesson from Raw to learning their lesson from SmackDown. So it was like, yeah. oh, we'll give the women on Raw 20 minutes, but then we'll give them two minutes on SmackDown. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? It's like they shit in the bed and they panicked when they when they saw the complaints of Raw. Yeah. They thought, okay, let's just put it back to three minutes again. They were, well, it's more like, oh, let's take it back 10 years and give them like two-minute matches again. That's what it felt like to me. I was like, oh, for goodness sake, you know? But, so, um, Irigos, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's nice to see more women on the show. Don't get me wrong, but like, alternate, like, week by week rather than be like, we've got to get them all on one show and give them two minutes each. Just like, pointless to me. Um, in regards to Charlotte versus Liv, I thought it was a good, harmless match. I'm glad to see Liv back on the screens again. Uh, you know, we were speculating when it came to the MBM on who she's going to choose that it would be Liv. Uh, and it wasn't, um, but the fact uh, that she was still on SmackDown meant something. So I'm I'm still thankful for that that she still she was still back despite not being in the in the role that we thought she was going to be in. And she had a good she had a good showing. She had a really good showing. You know the timing was great. Um, I didn't expect her to win against Charlotte, but because it's Charlotte, and yeah, I mean we saw. We saw uh, we saw Ced- Cedric Alexander have a uh, surprise win against uh, Drew, but again that had context in because he embarrassed Drew last week. So to have him win, to still have one like middle figure up to Drew, was a funny way to keep that momentum. Where here there's no context whatsoever. It's just all right. Do you want to fight? Yeah, let's fight. Charlotte is obviously going to fucking win that match. Um, however. Saying that, uh, this, you know, Charlotte was right. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I'm going to be real. I, I, it, it, it lessened the sourness from that match anyway for me, because it gives me hopeful for the future that this isn't over. She's gonna get a bit more brutal than she was. Um, and you know, we're going to see more live in the future, which is only a good thing. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that sentiment, I guess, in the sense of, oh, 
we're going to get a, a new and improved live. Like we're going to get a better live. But you know, Charlotte hasn't changed anything, has she? Like in however long she's been away, it's like, oh, I can't, I come back and win now. You know, that's what she does. And I'm like, okay, this is boring to me. Like, why? You know? But yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, but as an isolated match with Charlotte versus Liv Morgan, not about who you want to win. Who would, who would naturally would make sense to win? It would be Charlotte. Because if Liv won, you'd be like, whoa, and Liv won, wow. That was great. We'll yeah. be elated, but we'll be what's, surprised. And why would we be surprised? It's because we will expect her to win, naturally. But what's, but what's bad about that then? What's, why, why is that such an uh, incomprehensible um, outcome? Why is that so, you know... It's not you, incomprehensible, you, but it's just not... You've just said, oh, wow, Liv's won. What a surprise. Yeah. So why is that a bad reaction? It's not I a bad reaction. I just said I that understand. would be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, so I don't understand what you were trying to say. But you was, you would be pleasantly surprised. You, you, if Liv won, you would be like, yeah, of course you should win. It's, it's Liv. No, not necessarily. No, you wouldn't. Like, yeah, Anyone exactly. that would watch that match and Liv winning, and they'll be like, yeah, that makes sense, Liv winning Charlotte. It's, it's fucking lying. They wouldn't, everyone would be like, oh. whoa, live one. That's great. Okay. Like, we, we would be happy. Yeah. But we wouldn't, but we wouldn't be normal as, as if Liv should win because she's on that same calibre as Charlotte is. We wouldn't no, be no, like No, no, I, I fully get that. I just don't understand why it would, why that makes it okay for Charlotte to beat her though. Because Charlotte's got absolutely nothing going on. And like, Liv is trying to like, but it's just a one-off match. None of them have got anything going exactly. on. They've both it's, come it's, off. So this is basically just who is who. Charlotte versus Liv. Charlotte is up there and Liv is not. So that's why she won. That's yeah. how I saw it anyway. I mean, I get, I get the whole point. If you look at it from a league standings position, it's like Manchester City beating... Burn- yeah, yeah. That's just a friendly match, like Lan- Manchester City but, versus but, Burnley as a friendly. Like, if Burnley won, it would be great, right, for the underdog. But if Manchester City won, would we be any surprise? No, we we'll won't be surprised, man. Uh, I guess, all right, so I guess I'm not surprised in the sense of who won. But, like, I don't understand what would be, what would have been <coughs> wrong with Liv Morgan beating her, personally. No, uh, I don't think there would be anything wrong with it, no. Mm, yeah, no. okay. But then it, 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 uh, this takes us to Ember Moon, because uh, um, this has happened straight after, right? Um, yeah, I think yeah, so. Anyway. I, yeah, it was all muddled. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it was. Uh, Ember Moon and Bailey versus Sonya and Mandy. Uh, again, good match. Uh, I thought it was quite short. Obviously, we've, we've been speaking about that. Um, but thinking about it now, it. It kind of made sense for Bailey to be Moon's partner, although we had been visioned because, um, you know, she, she is effectively having nothing to do with Alexa now. You know, that chapter is closed. Uh, so uh, just to get her to do something uh, was a great way of pairing her up with Ember Moon. Um, and it's a great way to schedule the title match as well, which I'm buzzing about. I've always said that Ember Moon has been slept on, so... This was a nice result. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't. I, I, I'm not sure about the way it was booked. I don't know. I've not made a decision whether I like that or not. Like you know what? I'm going to give you a title shot. Oh yeah, thanks. And like, well, like, are you going to go at it or like? 
Is there any? At least with Natty, she acknowledged she was her friend and, you know, Becky did the same, but she was like, but friends aside, I'm going to fucking destroy you for my title because it's my title and I love that more than anything else. But with here, it was like, I'm going to give you a title shot because you deserve it, you know? And it was just a bit uh, washy for me. But, you know, Ember Moon, putting that aside, Ember Moon facing uh, Bailey for uh, Women's Smackdown Championship for, for Summer Summer is a good, is a good booking for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, with uh, Bailey and Ember Moon screams SummerSlam women's title match to me. Yeah. You know, like where I said the other one didn't, this one does. Because as well, like they they haven't properly gone at it before from what from my own memory. I feel like they they like weren't they kind of passed each other in NXT, but not like got it on as such. You know, so um, they were from two different kind of. NXT classes, as I like to say. So I feel like this is going to be a nice one, good one to see. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I've, we've had this conversation before, though, about the whole, like, where she's like, oh, we're friends, you know, let's have a good match. Sometimes that's okay, you know? And, like, if you're, if you're doing it the other way on the, on the Raw side, where Becky is like, okay, I'm going to turn into, like, not necessarily the hill, but, like, add a little bit of edge to it. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing to have um, it happen as like a nicey nice thing on the other side. The thing with Bailey anyway is she's going to be like that forever, like I always say. So if it's if it's going to turn, it will be Ember stepping it up, saying you know don't underestimate me or something, you know. And I think that can come in the next few weeks anyway. So by the time SummerSlam comes, the fight that you know the match will have a bit more fire, but underneath it. Yeah. Personally. Point. Point absolutely taken. I no. Yeah, I look, I look forward to it though as well. Like, yeah, I do. I do genuinely look forward to this one. I like yeah. Ember Moon; she's good. Yeah. yeah, I do. I like Ember Moon a lot. Uh, just in I, that little segment, I've got. Um, I've just got a side note saying about Sonya's attire. <laughs> I love okay. Sonya, and I feel she just. I just thought she looked really cool. That's all I'm going to say. Her and, <laughs> okay. her and Mandy have like matched the red together, which is which is nice. They look more of a tag team now, so. Um, and it's not in chronological order but because it's women's wrestling I thought I'd just mention it so Kabuki Warriors versus Iconics I've literally got in my notes this match was bullshit hey Kayla um, uh, oh fuck's sake <laughs> you think this match was bullshit I actually thought this it match was, was bullshit I actually thought it was like at the finish because the match again, you can't was, seriously the match respect was, the, this match the match was really like quick again all the matches were really quick what I would say is, is Peyton, she took all the beating in this match. She took a battering. But um, I thought it was a perfectly heel thing to do. And I've been saying oh, it for ages. On, no, on. but I've been saying, not, not to just stick up for the Iconics, but I've been saying it for ages in general. If you've got that, if you've got a, um, if you're a title holder and you've got that clause where you can literally stand on the outside of the ring and get yourself counted out for the title and keep it, <laughs> why don't more people take advantage of that? So I actually thought that was really, really funny and suits them down to the ground. Uh, I know you don't like them, so this probably this conversation isn't going to last very long. But um, I thought this was really good, and I, I, I love the Iconics. I think they're great. And I didn't want to see the match for the titles thrown away on a, like, a random SmackDown. You so didn't if, want them to, if this to, to justify it. them having the titles by successfully defending it against the Kabuki Warriors. You thought 
it was good enough for them just to count themselves out and walk out. I thought that yeah, was better it, for them. Because it doesn't take anything away from either team. So Kabuki Warriors have still got something to prove in the sense of like... It definitely takes it away from Iconics. Well, no, not in the sense of what they're carrying. Because the whole talk of it is about respectability of the titles and that they've not done anything. And in the chance that they have to do but, something, they just count themselves out. So, no, but to be honest, in that conversation... What are you doing to dispel that myth? No, because in that conversation, what we were saying, oh, they're not done anything with the titles, is because they've not been on the show. So where they're on the show now, it's a different conversation. So the titles are in the light now, you know? So yeah. Like, they'll be in the, but they were but, on the show, so what's the excuse I don't now? Think, I don't think the manner of how they, like, if you want to hyphenate, defended the titles, it's obviously like a master hill move in my book, you know? And it doesn't take anything away from the Kabuki Warriors either because they, they've still got that mantra of, like, we're tough and we're going to kick the shit out of you. And basically all it's doing is boosting up them to get more angry so that then again they I would win. like to see I would <laughs> like to see the iconics hold it for a while. So like I would love to see Asuka and Kyrie get so angry that their own momentum kind of pushes them over the edge, if you know what I mean. And then the iconics can get a cheap roll up in or something and retain like again dastardly. But um I, I honestly thought you it know, was, I can see Kabuki Warriors winning eventually. I honestly thought it was really good. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was funny. Because I was like, as they were standing outside and they weren't going to go back into the ring, I was like, it's actually really clever. And I was like, I said, I don't you know. know what I mean, it's, it's not like it's unprecedented. It's happened loads of, like, countless of times. Um, it doesn't but in a, in, in a context where they're like, well, you've not defended it and now you're having your chance to defend it and you're just doing something stupid like that. Um, like, they, it doesn't help their cause of being respectable women's tag team champions. No, but we, we say that in the sense of, oh, they haven't done anything because we haven't seen booking of it. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and that's from, not their fault. I get that. I yeah, get that. That's, that's nothing a, to do with them. But no. them counting themselves out is everything to do with them now. It's so, coming from to, like, this is a time where, where they could go, well, you know what? We heard what you're saying. And you're blaming us for something out of our control. But here, we're going to show you what we're really about and fight fight them, but they didn't. But as far as the Iconics are concerned as a team and the way that they are, they've got the belts. Yeah. The way they won the titles at Mania as well was kind of like dastardly, where they kind of slipped in and got the win. As far as the Iconics are concerned, that as their characters... So that's their MO then, is it? They don't care if they defend the so... title. You know, that's, that's what their character is. You know, if anything, it's like last week on SmackDown where they're like, oh, we're not well this week, you know. That's what they are. That's what they come down to. They're play- I still think they're playing it really well. And I don't understand why you don't see it. Uh, it's because you can't, I, I feel like <laughs> you, can't, you can't get past the shriek, you know, where really... No, I've, got nothing, I've, never met, I've not mentioned the shriek in once, have I? I've just said that that was complete. That was a bollocks match. I, f- I think like you have you have mentioned it in the past, and it's like we all have people that we don't like or or people that we do like. It's like me for me with like Charlotte Flair and me with Randy Orton and me with Samoa Joe. I don't like those characters, whereas you do, or I like the iconic. No, I, I don't like. I it's, don't. I don't. I like. I'm indifferent to them. You know, it's just perceptive. I know. I know what you're saying in the sense of like, oh. But what I'm saying isn't. It's title. not a subjective thing. That's an objective thing. That's clearly ontological. That is like you should mm. be fighting, defending. So defend. 
It's it's no, not like forced, they were forced into defending their titles this week, and they did, and they retained. That's that's the bottom line of it. You know, again, it, as characters, they don't care how they retain. They just want to keep hold of their titles. That's all it comes down to. Like any hit or would, you know. That's how I see it personally. I feel like you need to go and watch the um, ten-hour loop of Hey Kayla again on YouTube because that's like one of the best things to ever be put on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they yeah they they defended it, but okay, fine. So just like how Charlotte would defend or Brock would defend, Brock they kind of like that. <laughs> that, that, you know he doesn't he doesn't defend at all. I always said that with a straight face. At least when the iconics are on TV, they'll still have the titles around their waist or on their shoulder in a backstage seg. You won't even see a backstage seg of Brock because he's no, no you won't. No. <laughs> no, he's, he's still he's... sitting on his couch in Minnesota. So um, yeah, that's a bad example. But Since... Sorry, go yeah. on. Six-man tag with the New Day um, versus Randy, Joe, and Elias. Um, I actually enjoyed this match. I liked at the start when they suggested it. Kofi was like, we let Seth player," And I thought it was a nice shout-out to Teddy Long. Um, they said it as too. he was obsessed with tag matches when he was GM. <laughs> and for that, you go! <laughs> Six-man tag! <laughs> Did you not think they said player too many times though I was like yeah right, yeah we're... I thought that that's definitely that's like I thought one time we were like okay maybe that was just, just... but then when they kept to say player I was like this is a, definitely a homage to Teddy Long yeah of course it was uh, right. <laughs> like I got that straight away I like because <laughs> it was just fucking obsessed um yeah. glad that the new day didn't win I'll be honest um because that makes them winning matches um, a bit more exciting still. You know, if they keep winning, then, you know, it'll just get old when they win, win, and, you know, eventually. So, yeah, you know, uh, for Randy, Joe and Elias to take this one, yeah, good. You know, the respectable wrestlers as well. They should be able to have one over the new day now and again. So, yeah. Random, um, random process I had was um, I forgot that Elias had entrance music. <laughs> yeah. came, I forgot to even write this down. <laughs> when he came out, I was like, "What the hell is that?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, it's did, a did you do Samoa Joe's face? <laughs> yeah, it was, like everyone was baffed, as if to say, "Like, what was that?" And it was like, "Oh, it's Joe is talking." I forgot he had it with music. Yeah, because normally it's like what? <laughs> yeah, normally it's him with a spotlight in the ring, isn't it? And the strummer. It's like, gling, it's like, yeah. he introduces himself. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot Elias had music. Who knew? <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was just something I wanted to highlight. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, no, good shout out. I completely forgot that in my notes. But yeah, um, and, I, and I saw it on social, I saw a social media on Twitter, and people were like, oh yeah, Elias has music? And I was I'm glad I wasn't the only one then. No, no, dude, everyone was saying it. Like, oh, fuck, I forgot the lights on music. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, that was a funny bit. It, Joe's face killed me. I was just dying because yeah. Joe was generally puzzled. Joe looks like, like a man. who is that? <laughs> Joe looks like a man that's got to the arena late, hasn't looked at what's in the script for tonight, <laughs> and has no idea what's about to happen next. That's one thing I would say about him. Like, when he's doing his promos, it's like he doesn't expect an answer back. Yeah. <laughs> and he has yeah. Perplexness, as if to say, like, 
oh, I didn't know you had something to say back to that. You know, he's a strange dude. Strange dude. But yeah, yeah. that was something. Um, uh, and how, that's it. KO versus Dolph was just meth to me. How painful was the Stone Cold Stunner at the end? Yeah, how painful it was just, yeah. It was like, oh, and oh, a typical, like, oh, just typical McMahon. I was like, oh, for Christ's sake, it looks so bad. I felt sorry for KO on that. It was dreadful. But yeah, I haven't really got anything to say about that particular match. I've seen it about 10 times in the last month. So, yeah. Right. Uh, 205. So one particular thing in 205 was uh, Mav versus Mike Kandelis. And, uh, you know, Maverick going, you know, I'm not going to fight you. And, you know, Kandelis giving it the all of that. And Kandelis uh, mentioned his wife and he got bad. So, you know, come on. The spud is back. Yeah. I was like, I've been waiting for see like a bit of spud for ages. You know what? Can... Wasn't, it, wasn't it just generally like nice to see him back on 205? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just... in it, like, so when they signed him initially and like, I, I can't, and they announced him as like manager, I was like, oh no, like, because he was actually a decent wrestler in Impact in TNA. Yeah. It's like him and EC3 go way back. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Um, I was quite looking forward to him. And then when they made him a manager, I felt like they wasted his talent a bit. But I'm yeah, hoping so they... why is that? Is it because he's got an injury or what? Uh, just sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know the ins and outs. But um, where he's been like active during the 24-7 stuff, he's obviously fit, you know, because he is taking, like, he's taking somewhat of a bump, even if it is on a, a bed <laughs> or like whatever, you know, like, in a, like backstage having a roll-up or whatever. You know, he is taking somewhat of a bump. So I'd like to see him compete. To be honest, I think that would be cool. Um, well, it looks like it's going to happen sooner or later with this little feud. What I'll say is that I've never seen anyone buried as hard as Mike Canellis has over the past few weeks. It's like he did crazy. win, though. He did win on 205 this week. Which well, was... yeah, I know, but I mean, what does it mean? It's just like when that Finn and Samoa Joe thing happened. Like, Finn lost, but then battered Joe, so no one got over. And the same thing with Canellis. He won, but then he got embarrassed by Mav. Supposed True. to be a half pint guy, so what the fuck did that win mean anyway? You just you got embarrassed, so everyone's already forgotten it. You got your ass kicked by Drake, man. He so got, he got ruined on Raw as well with one move. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So the um, commentator, uh, not commentator, the um, ring announcer stressed it was like, and in under twenty seconds, which I seem, which seemed a bit weird to me because I was like, you wouldn't say that at any other time ever. No, you wouldn't. You know, it's only to push this story higher with the whole Maria thing. So I was like, ugh. But yeah, um, this wasn't actually like my highlight of 205 Live though. You, have you watched it all? Yeah. So, Chad Gable, Jack yeah. Gallagher, how yeah. good was this? Yeah, it was this a really was good match. So, so good. This is and actually he disappeared for a few weeks, didn't he, Chad? So to see him come back He again. did, yeah. But then again, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind that in the sense of like rotation, because it's only an hour show. Okay, yeah. So like... Good. To get other people back on the show, rotate it around. I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about that. It's not a case of like, oh, J- um, Chad Gable's back. It doesn't scream like that to me because it was only like two weeks ago. So, yeah, I mean, you say that though, but then we had the Singh brothers for like two, three weeks in a row. So yeah, are they irritated. doing the rotation that they need to? Probably not, but they're they're quite irritating actually. But no, nah, if you want to watch like a wrestling match this week, this is the one. Yeah, to watch. this is a brilliant match. Brilliant match. So so good. Um, yeah, it was probably up there with like one of my favourite actual in-ring matches of the year. Um, 
you know, that's a bold statement, but um, it was actually really good. I've just got so much time to watch Chad Gable. Like, it's just that good. So, um, yeah, definitely. It, I mean, when we do Pick of the Week later, this is going to be down as, like, my actual in-ring content Pick of the Week. So I just meant Well, you only get pick one Pick of the Week. I know. So it's either and this or Bray yeah, Wyatt. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, it's definitely Brent, not going to be. So, um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I just wanted to give a shout, um, give a shout to that match. Like, it was actually really, really good. I might actually go back and watch it again. That's how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we might get it again next week or the week after or whatever. You know, it's it is top top level match. You know, it was good. Um, I didn't watch. I didn't catch up with NXT this week. So, anything particular that you want to point out? Um, Yeah, Uh, NXT was actually quite good. So, uh, (laughs) so you know, uh, Kushida, the guy who comes out like Back to the Future. he kind of <laughs> he kind of laid down like an open challenge, so to speak, and the the man that answered the call was Apollo Cruz, and um, he got such a pop, literally oh, such wow. a lap. Yeah, like they loved him. At, um, he came at back, Fort did he? Yeah, he came back, and they absolutely loved him at Fort Sal. And um, I was really surprised with how well they recept- like how well received he was. It was so good, um, and the match was pretty decent as well. Um, if you want to go back and watch that one, that was actually really good. Um, Other than that, we had another first round match from the tournament thing that didn't really bring out much to me. So Uh, what is that tournament? Is that like still going on then, is it? Yeah, still first round. So they're only doing one match a week on NXT TV. So we're seeing effectively a new new coupling every week. You know, it's literally a round one match. So... Again, I'm not really paying too much attention to it because I don't know any of their names. So I can't really fill you in too much on that. Um, and then we ended the show on um, Adam Cole giving his normal kind of spiel. Yeah. Um, and he challenged uh, one of Johnny Gargano's kind of recruits. Like, he's wrestling like where he wrestled in uh, Cleveland, I want to say. And um, as the guy comes out, um, yeah, like... Uh, Adam Cole was going to give him like an NXT title match or whatever. And as the guy comes out, he says, oh, I didn't come alone. And Johnny Gargano comes out because he's been off NXT TV for a while. Got a, quite, got a great reaction by the crowd. Comes out and just starts like, you know, battling with um, Adam Cole, uh, which was quite good. And it all leads to a bit of a ruckus. So, um, yeah, that's how it goes off the air. Um, and then on Twitter later on, uh, William Regal, announces for TakeOver Toronto, which is the night before SummerSlam, that Gargano and Cole are going to go at it again. Um, and it's going to be, although it's, although it's stated as two out of three falls, it's going to be more of a three stages of hell match. So Gargano right. gets to pick one, uh, Cole gets to pick the other, and then in terms of stipulation, and then if it goes down to a third, uh, Regal's picking it, the, um, the third stipulation. So... Um, because I was thinking, like, we've already kind of done the two out of three falls thing with Cole and Gargano. So I was like, how can we make this more, like, in-depth, if you know what I mean? Like, I felt like we'd gone as far as we could. But um, the fact that it's going to be three stages of hell hasn't been titled as that because I don't know whether or not they're allowed to title it as that. But um, I think this is going to be quite cool. Depending on the stipulations. Like, if it's just going to be, like, you know, the first match is, like, a normal match... <laughs> and the second match is going to be a no DQ match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be, be. You need the first match to be like extreme rules. Second match to be like. 
and then third match should be like Hell in a Cell. That's yeah. how you need to do it, or bury your life. <laughs> you know, just to make it that yeah. little bit more extreme. Just jazz it know? up a little bit, yeah. Have three, like, proper matches. For what other people on NXT, you know, it'll be... It'll be yeah, really it's anything so. that the last match could be, like, a cage <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. So it could be, like, no DQ, and then, like, yeah, last man standing, and then, like, a cage or something. So, yeah, or the others play around, you know, something like that. But, yeah, I cool. think that'll be cool. I think um, I'm going to look forward to that. So that will be, yeah, the night before SummerSlam in Toronto. So mm. enjoy that. If any of our listeners are going, that'll be good yeah. fun. I mean, I'll um, AOB, so as we mentioned uh, on the... Um... On Extreme Rules recap, if you haven't if you haven't heard that, then I'll just repeat it again. The Raw reunion, which I'm sure you both have known by now, is happening on Monday. Um, so you've got um, Austin, um, Sting, Diesel, Hogan, Bischoff. You know all of the people that you've seen in the past year or two. <laughs> Come back again. Yeah. Everyone that was in the 25th <laughs> anniversary, they'll probably like be I back. Like I say, like, my theory on it is just that Vince McMahon, as soon as they walk through the door, he's going to put a contract in front of them, sign this, so you can't go anywhere else. That's all it's going to be. I don't think it's necessarily like... I don't think he'd have the boss to do that. You know, I think he's going to stop people. And he's got big balls. Because um, during fight for the fallen on saturday last week um jake roberts being jake the snake he did like a little bit of um promo video for the yeah but he sent out a figure he sent out a tweet like you're not using me i've asked you i've been clean all these years and you still haven't done you still haven't returned my emails and all of that so they're being like um tweets from uh jake uh, to WWE, so look, I want to, uh, I want to do something with you guys, and they're just completely airing them out. Yeah, so I'm no surprise that he's gone to AEW. I don't think he's going to have an actively working role. I just think like when they do like a little interview skit or whatever before a show, like he's going to be involved somehow. But that'll be about. Can't imagine he's going to do much more than that. You know, yeah. but yeah. Um, and Smackville. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, WWE just out of random and with a whole lot of confused fans uh, has announced a new network special set for um, July 27th, um, so Saturday. Um, it will be live from Nashville, Tennessee. WWE um, has the details uh, and the breakdown of the card saying the explosive in-ring action will include a main event triple threat match for the WWE Championship in which Kofi Kingston will be challenged by Dolph Ziggler and Samoa Joe. In addition, newly crowned Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura will go head-to-head with former title holder Finn Balor in a rematch from WWE Extreme Rules. The evening will also feature a special musical performance by Elias. Um, mm. So I don't know what to think of this, really. It's effectively just... Um, it's just a, a recorded rematch. house show. It's just a recorded house show, yeah. Basically, yeah. it's a glorified house show. Uh, I don't know. Content is content, I suppose. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it, like, WWE is already asking 
the universe to watch five to eight hours of new programming every single week. Mm. You know, this week I've missed out NXT just because I couldn't fit it in with everything going on. And that's me doing a podcast weekly. So mm. to then add something else, I just don't know. Will it be a weekly thing? I don't know. I'd, um, no, I won't be. So. No, no just, I mean, I think no, they'll just, yeah. It's just probably going to be a one-off, I would say. Um, they've done it before, like, but they've called it like Starcade or whatever, like they would yeah. in WCW or whatever. But no, I think... Um, I mean, like my personal standpoint on house shows is that I actually prefer them to tapings because with tapings you get like breaks every two seconds. So with yeah. um with the house shows, you know you're going to get somewhat a decent wrestling content. So um, I, 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 it's true, and I don't get the fans that go, "Oh, it's only a house show now, forget it." I'm like, "What? You know, yeah, what I would... you will get shit that you will never see on tapings. Yeah. Why the hell are you not going to try and seek that out?" Oh, oh but nothing much. changes, but it doesn't matter, man. Just like see some little character breaks that you wouldn't, that they weren't able to put off on a taping. That that yeah. shit is just exciting to me personally. Oh, I mean, we had a ball oh. last year, didn't we? Yeah, when, when we, we went yeah. in November. I'm gutted that I can't go this year actually because I'm yeah. Vegas. I'm going to be in Vegas whilst it's on, so um, I'm not going to be able to make the Wembley one this year. But the house shows are always like I find them more fun personally. You always yeah. get something a little bit like. I mean, like you say, the title matches, to be honest, you're never going to get a new... Dude, I, I like, hand on heart, I enjoyed the, the house match that we went to in November more than SmackDown no, that did. we went... Yeah. Especially, as we, like, shows. especially as we, like, upgraded ourselves. By, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? We <laughs> took it upon ourselves to, uh, to sort of upgrade yeah. We had a whole row to ourselves. Yeah. You know, like no one was sitting there, and it was no like, one was losing out. Yeah, we didn't yeah, steal seats, and it was like half of the arena was curtains, <laughs> like you say, because no one seems to give a shit about house shows, but they are no. actually like a lot more fun than the TV. They are, are I think, personally, you know. But you know what? If no one cares about it, I'm alright with that. It means more, more future upgrades with yeah, you know, for sure, roasting myself. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's all we've got time for. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And um, um, anything else before we sign off? Um, no, nah, just pick of the week. I think we're both going to go with Bray Wyatt, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that was a given. Yeah. Pretty simple one for you guys to, this week. So, yeah, yeah. It's all go. from me. And all from me. We will see you uh, next week, Friday, for another recap of the week on the Slubber Knocker Scoop. See you later. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.